and it's actually always we're laughing, but having Laura in all of our meetings is good because we've got a lot of testosterone sometimes. So how did that, how did that relationship uh, I'll let her, you were selling I'll let you talk. Yeah, I was one of the 30 agents on the team, so I was kind of running my own book of business. Um, it just so happened these guys were going to be at an investor <laughs> summit. They needed an extra hand, and I just happened to be walking by at the right time that day, and they said, why don't you... like?" Obviously, Jazz and I had kind of done a few deals together. I had asked him to help me because I was new to the, to the business when I started uh, five years ago. And then they just asked me to come, and I did, and I got them coffees and helped in any way I could for those couple of days. And then I just kind of was like Velcro. Well, she's <laughs> just being, never left. She's definitely being <laughs> humble. Um, she has a background and, and, and uh, uh, an MBA in, in marketing. Are you recording, Kim? And um, – and so we that can, was oh yeah. a huge we started, we I was going to say sometimes we this is what own, I do yeah. I do this all so the time like just start us up she yeah. shuts yeah. it down yeah. just so you know she wouldn't let us talk yeah. anymore but yeah um, she has an MBA in, in, in marketing so she brought that to the table when we were in the process of rebranding um, but I think I, you know the biggest thing having her in the room is like I said there's a lot of testosterone in the room with my, myself and my partner we're very high energetic um, and she just kind of she keeps us going in the right path because we go off at tangents like I speak contentions on a regular yeah, basis luck. Um, <laughs> and my partner's a big guy like physically when you see him as well just a teddy bear in real life but um she really uh she she really steers us in the right path that's for sure by the end of this podcast you're gonna get a raise i hope so <laughs> that's our new goal yeah. <laughs> it's Damn funny it. we were in a meeting i go here's your raise and in two years don't ask me for another two years <laughs> like it just we cannot do that and that's a that's a funny thing with our team like you guys will go through it as well as 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 more people that you bring on board that uh I really think we pay our our pay our people really well I think that's important and we let them grow into their 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 salaries more than anything else yeah uh, Cam am I good that. here do we want to do an official intro <laughs> yeah now that we're halfway through go ahead <laughs> Well, thanks for coming. This we just realized. Are you everything's good to go, right, Kim? Okay, we just realized this is episode fifty-two. It's a big day for us. Yeah, one year, one year, every week, on yeah. top of our vlogs, KT quick tips, all, all that other stuff, all the other stuff that's on the go. So yeah, so we're excited to have you guys here, Jazz and Laura from REC Canada. Is that right? Yes, that's yeah. exactly it, man. And hosts of uh, the REC Experience podcast. Uh, and as we've learned in the last few minutes, we have a lot in common. For sure. Um, whenever it's a little eerie, eerie about how much uh, we have in common, so yeah. we can dig into that well, a bit. I well, guess. first and foremost, congratulations yes. on 52. Thank we you. We know Thanks. through experience how much work goes involved. Is yeah, involved in I got to give you guys like credit because uh, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know much about you before today. Uh, Cam said, hey, check these guys out. They're killing it. Jen got on top of it right away, said, let's get them on the show. Adrian's like, yeah, I want to meet them and chat with them. And this morning, Adrian says, uh, what are we talking about today? Do you know? And I said, uh, hang on. Hang on, let me check. Uh, but in all honesty, on the weekend, uh, I had a chance to check out your uh, Insta profile, went through some of your um, uh, videos, your podcast, and some of the stuff you're doing. We're doing a lot of similar things. Uh, you guys are killing it. Congratulations. Not too many teams, companies, real estate related um, are, are doing anything like what you guys are doing. And um, we see a lot of similarities. So uh, we're 
really happy to chat with you today. Well, I think that's why we hit it off right from the get, right? Like there's not that many people that are doing what you guys are up to and what we're up to just walking in. And so for your listeners and viewers, uh, more importantly, your listeners who have not seen your guys set up in here. It, like I've been on a lot of podcasts in the last, call it 12 months to 15 months. Congrats on yeah, just this the is setup, the real deal. Guys, taking Thank it you. as serious as you do. Um, we were talking on the way here from Toronto and Laura and Keegan were asking like, what's this podcast about? And I'm saying the same thing. I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you didn't know who we were. <laughs> who like, actually knows what to yeah. Right, because a we're gonna have like a kick-ass podcast. Not only because it's number fifty-two, because we're all doing this together. But when I walked in, I was like, "Oh man, I better step up my game." Yeah, I better step up my game. Well, we we thought you know we if have you spend no the game, money. So. You know, if you invest a thousand into the equipment, you feel yeah. obligated to use it's it. It's so yeah. true, my man. Because now you're going to also attract better guests. Yeah. You're going to attract better conversations because someone who walks into this room, they know they better step up their game. It's not only how good looking Cameron is right that's one thing but the, the 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 mics right to the mics to the tables to your branded glasses you know like congrats on all of that success because it's really nice to see um, in our industry other people doing it because we all know you guys have been doing this long enough you're very successful in in, in writing deals um, the pie is big enough for all of us to eat oh, right yeah. like, there's Absolutely. enough to go around you know and the problem is a lot of a lot of people talk but they don't put the action into place or they'll start yeah. and not continue, continue. right? It's that consistency. Well, that's the biggest thing. And being, yeah, doing it consistently. Like there's so many times before the podcast, we had a our KT Quick Tips. It was once a week as well. And we did that for how many years? Two years. Uh, th- three years. Uh, well, how many episodes? 200. And every week you did four years. Oh, four years. Yeah. yeah, so you were already. This was almost going to be yeah. easy for you because <laughs> yeah. you had that, right? Well, it's interesting because you get, it, the hardest part is just doing it. Like yes. equipment aside, yeah. you can use your, your phone. Oh, the hardest part is doing it consistently. I'll tell right? I, I want to say a quick story. <laughs> yeah. Because, so every week we're doing this quick tip quick tip episode yeah and uh that accountability is one of the hardest things and that consistency is even harder and i'll never forget it and i'll give him the all the credit because he was the one more often than not dragging my ass it was every friday that we we shot it and you didn't even bring Uh, him a glass of water today right i know Well, you don't even know our backstory yet, so it gets better. But um, I remember I was uh, so every every July uh, for my spouse's uh, birthday, we would um, go up north and and rent a cottage or go down south and and whatever. And it happened to be um, about four hours away that we were up at a cottage, and. We did a poor job of planning in advance, so of course we didn't have the next episode filmed. And he texts. Already know the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He texts me on uh, on the Tuesday or Wednesday. We were supposed to shoot the next day, and he goes, uh, "Hey, did you remember we didn't do a, a quick tip episode? Um, we got to film." And I said, "Well, I'm 400 kilometers away. Just do it on your own." Oh, no, I can't do that. Well, then let's just skip a week. Nobody's going to miss it. Nobody's even watching it. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> and uh, he says, no, no, we, we got to get it done. So 
I got up at like 4.30 in the morning, (laughs) drove the four hours to get here. We were still shooting in my basement. Wow. My unfinished basement with just, actually, it was probably this backdrop. Okay. And I said, uh, all right, fine, asshole. I'll meet you there. (laughs) Meet meet you there at noon. I drove the four hours. We shot the quick tip in like five minutes. Mm -hmm. I got back in the car, drove four hours back to the Are you still married, by the way? Uh, well, I'm not married, right. but... Uh, right, right. Uh, yes, still we are, we are still, still together. together. That's yes. what I mean. Yeah, yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the, the podcast well, can take to its her. toll on, uh, yeah. on, on relationships, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because we're the same, like, you, we get into launch mode for a pre-construction condo, and I'm pulling my hair out because, you know, you're just dealing with so many things all at the same time. And then Jazz is like, we had to film our podcast this week. I'm like, who cares about the podcast? Like, yeah. I'm successful. The viewers. <laughs> Come on. But at the beginning, when you're like, no one's even watching it, like, yeah. that's always the funny thing right because at, yeah. at start it really was probably my spouse your spouse yeah, maybe yeah. our parents yeah yeah the numbers especially in the beginning with the quick tip videos we were doing the numbers weren't there like there was hardly any maybe 20 to 30 viewers mm-hmm. and so you know we don't we're not thinking a lot of people are watching them but then people would just bring it up in conversation i remember one day ariel went was showing a house to somebody during an open house. It just the showing overlapped an open house, and you said somebody approached you and said, "Oh, hey, I watch your video That's or whatever." Awesome. Like it's yeah, she it's was there with her realtor, yeah, 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 yeah. walking walking Imagine through the that. house, and I'm there with my clients, and <laughs> yeah. we're walking through, and I just gave the casual hello, yeah. and she goes, she stops me, and she's like. I watch your videos. I love you. Yeah. That's like, obviously nice. not enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, yeah, thanks for choosing that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably didn't even know you were a real estate agent. Sometimes yeah, we get that. Are you guys actually real estate agents? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we do I that. I think that's too. been the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's been point. the coolest thing with our videos and our podcasts is that you get that question like, what do you guys really do? Yeah. You know, especially in this office where we are now, like your studio here. Yeah. It's not branded anything real estate right right? right. and so i've always seen that as a huge advantage and a benefit because people then ask you the question hey like what do you really do like what's your day job how do you pay the bills well actually we help buyers sellers and and we get into that conversation right where our studio was that your elevator speech right there by the way pretty much it was was my shameless plug (laughs) in all honesty um Like our studio is built in our Royal LePage office. So when you come in, you see everything branded Royal LePage until you get to the back. They obviously put us put us at in the, the back. back. Yeah, we um, make a lot of noise back Make there. a lot of noise. And so then you'll start to see the REC branding. But uh, a lot of people, they still, when they hear it and they see it, they, they have no idea what we really do. And I actually see that as a benefit where, you know, even my business partner, kudos to him because he stuck with me and stuck with the plan because at first he was like, I think you're on crack, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, what's this podcast thing, first of all? And second of all, like, you're, you're talking about entrepreneurship or, or tactics from a leadership perspective. It, we sell real estate here. I'm like, I know. Just patience. People will come. I hate to use the whole Kevin Costner line. Like, if you build it, they will come. Um, still one of my favorite movies, Field of Dreams. But we... Because we were just out there and and people were watching or listening, it had eyes on us. Mm-hmm. And then they start to do that digital dive, right? Like, hey, like as you mentioned earlier, I start to look at your Instagram, I start to look at your YouTube or whatever it was, and then you start to figure out, oh, okay, these guys are in the real estate business. Now, how are you doing it from that? Like, are, are you doing it differently than others in that perspective? I'm always curious, and maybe you guys have some insight, or, or you do, um, or that once people start doing that digital dive, is there any real way of tracking that? 
Like, do you get any sense of? I don't think so. Yeah, no. not really. Yeah, not, not, it's tough because sometimes. And do your realtors? People... Do your realtors on your team? <laughs> do they have feedback? And and are they like, oh yeah, I just did a deal with. Bob and Joanne and and they're advocates of the podcast or they really watch our YouTube stuff or it wasn't until I think we we actually did one deal like the person came in strictly from social media and they wanted to come in they met with us in the studio where we record and that was you know the moment where it's like oh my gosh like this I'm actually working. meeting <laughs> I'm actually meeting with you guys and we were like yeah this is working and now we've actually done a deal with them yeah. Yeah. so so to track them from beginning to the end that way but people come in through so many different avenues now yeah. like we like, we really throw everything against the wall and see what sticks so it's hard to necessarily I, tell I think the first aha moment that we had just playing off exactly what Laura mentioned is it could have been the same couple but so I've been in sales and service for coming up to 25 years now, real estate, 15 years. A couple walks in and they come with like our office is also like our actual office desk where Laura and I and, and some of our other team members work out of is the, the studio as well. So yep. exactly what you guys have set up here, but we actually sell from this desk as well. They walk in and they're like, oh my God, like we're in the studio that you guys do all the videos. That's really neat. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So then we sit down, start talking to them about uh, a specific condo launch we were doing. And the wife cuts me off like 10, like not even like 10% into the, like maybe two minutes in. And she's like, Jazz, we know all about that. We're just here to find out like, can we buy two, one under my name and one under my husband's name? Yeah. And yeah, I was taken aback. I was yeah. taken aback. I was like, what, yeah. what, for 15 years and the other 10 years in, in, in other industries, I had to do my whole pitch. Yeah. I had yeah, to yeah. talk you about didn't, it. You were like, now I have nothing I else to say. I was almost stunned. I was like, well, <laughs> first of all, I love the sound of my own voice. I wanted to talk more. But she's like, no, we're good. Just yeah. tell me if we can buy two. Well, so that's the like, yeah, yeah, new thing can. with social is that and how it differs from traditional marketing, like bus yeah, ads. A whole different stuff, interview. Is <laughs> people, they they... They, you've broken down that barrier and they already want to work with you because they know you and they feel comfortable with you. Uh, and I've had the same thing happen. This lady, I can remember specifically, and she said, yeah, I've been watching you for three years. And it's, uh, yeah. I've been watching you for three years. Yeah, which is neat because the traditional marketing doesn't really give anyone any insight into who you are. Yes. And, and so true. doing this, you're able to build that relationship. I think that's what a lot of realtors, but entrepreneurs in general in today's day and age miss out on is they're worried about their flyers or their business cards or their brochure. This is marketing. This is advertising. Have, we don't even have business cards. Look, I, I mean, we laugh. We're like the yeah. worst realtors. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like traditionally, card, like, I don't have one. Yeah, yeah, traditionally yeah. speaking, we're the worst realtors yeah. in that sense because yeah. they'll ask us for a business card. We don't have it. We do nothing from a uh, uh, like a bench advertisement, anything from that perspective. And you're right. I think a lot of people, realtors, are also concerned about doing a video. How do they look? How do they sound on a podcast? Or if they write a blog, how do they like? How does it come well, out? We laugh. In yeah, people form? in our office say, "Oh, we love how authentic your your podcast is." Like you guys don't even do. You know, they're kind of making fun of us at the same time. Like yeah. you don't even do your hair. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Maybe I actually did my hair that day. <laughs> um, I actually went to the hairdresser. I actually like, got it yeah. done. I put makeup on. But they're, they're Cam saying, says like, the same thing to me know, all the time. At the end of the day, you can't cancel a, a, a shoot just because you're not right. feeling like it that yeah. day, or you don't right. look good. Like. We laugh all the time. People put too much emphasis on how they look and how they sound yeah. versus just doing it and getting it out. Well, and you realize and, and people can connect with you yeah. better. In that I way said anyway. this last week to one of our realtors and I broke it down as simple as this. 
I'm sorry, but that's the way you look. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like everybody else is seeing you live and in person right. just like that. Yeah. Right. Or that's so, how you sound. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? Or like maybe take a step back and just a Good tip. thing I have a sexy voice. <laughs> there you go. Especially when you <laughs> change it to that one. Or like. There's your meme. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, huge, a huge tip that we give to our realtors and just like right across the board is try to have some self-awareness and figure out what you might be better at or what you're more comfortable with. Like, So a lot of people are not comfortable with putting the phone into selfie mode and just mm-hmm. shooting off the cuff. On the way here, Keegan's asking me like seven different questions because he wants to pull some micro clips. He went from how to buy a house, how to what should investors do. And Cam, you better step up your game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're very, I'm very comfortable in that setting. Yeah. But it actually took me a little while, at least, at least probably a couple of months, yeah. where I was like, you know what? Those insecurities I have, the fact that I might stutter sometimes, I do speak in tangents or look I put it out there like I don't have anything past a high school education and I'm a high school dropout okay there you go so you just did me one better um, and and so it is what it is right and and now I'm I think I'm smart enough to have surrounded myself with my business partner Simeon um, who who just knows a lot more in certain aspects of life in general uh, we have an MBA student uh, at the table today like and we hire other MBAs as well just hire the people around you if you're not good at something do you struggle sorry to uh, no, no. I, I always interrupt your yeah, podcast I do too, but I do um, <laughs> so you've got over 30 realtors selling yes. on your team yeah how much do you push them? to be active on social and how do you <laughs> she's laughing, laughing because that, is that is that we, under we your have meetings umbrella about this. yeah like we we just did one a couple months ago mm-hmm. where we had the whole team come in because everyone's seeing jazz and how much content he puts out and you know people feel overwhelmed because of the sheer volume that he's putting out um, but we tried to break it down for them like look you don't have to be doing that from day one it's just like if, when you start a podcast it doesn't have to be fancy mics it can be from the phone let's just like why should you be doing it? And then what are you most comfortable with? Jazz was mentioning before, you don't have to be doing videos. You could just do a podcast, just do the audio. If you don't like yourself on camera, then start with the audio. For me, I'm much more of a writer. I like writing. So I started a blog, for example, because that's kind of was the thing I'd be most comfortable. I'm not going home at night and putting a camera in front of my face to do that. So we kind of just spoke to them about picking something that they'd be most comfortable and just starting there. I, I yeah, and then it may evolve. Exactly. exactly. And and you can actually, like to take it to the next level, you can take Laura's blog and we can have Keegan do uh, a voiceover if we want. Like you can get very creative. It really is finding out what plat like what medium you're most comfortable with and like with laura she would write a she still does Mm -hmm. almost a short story is her blog i can't write a sentence (laughs) like i really have a hard time with email nowadays like if if you look at he's always just saying just get me on the phone my signature how do you want me to respond to this email just get me on the phone the signature and and i probably waste more time yeah like if somebody were to look at my schedule like dude you're always on the phone i know but it just works well for me so someone will write an email if it's past two paragraphs i'm done like you just lost, like I'm not, I'm not going to read that long and reply back. Hey, when's a good time to get on a phone call? Because that's what works well for me. For Laura, she'll write a, a full, my, my business partner, he'll write an email about our conversation today and like really articulate it really, really well. And for me, the podcast was easy because I spent all my time 
on the phones like for 25 years. And so I was like, you know what? I, I do pretty well. The camera was very foreign to me. I was not comfortable with it at all. Now I want more of them. Like yeah. I looked around, I was like, there's only two. Where's my other show? Okay, there's another one. It's where's like, the one three. that's just for jazz? <laughs> like, where's mine? You know, like I got, like I'm, you know, like some would say maybe you're getting too much into Sounds it. Sounds familiar, huh? <laughs> Like the camera likes us, I think. Anyways, um, you know, you can you can go in like you can morph into that later. Just pick one that's easy for you that you will be consistent with, and mm-hmm. it might not need to be once a week. So we started a new show on YouTube, which is uh, 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 we're calling it Selling Toronto. So we're picking anything ten million dollars and above properties and we're going to go do tours we also go around and meet investors right across the country and so every time we go so we came back from montreal we picked a eight million dollar condo yeah we were, we were in, in manhattan yeah. and we picked a 14 or something 14, million yeah. dollar penthouse going to boston in a couple of weeks uh to do a Love condo that idea well, we, we figured that real estate is kind of the new porn, right? People love going online and looking at the the, the, the lifestyle of the rich and famous and what, how, what, like what does their homes look like. So originally we were saying, let's do this once a week. And as we were talking it through, like, oh, once a week yeah. is going to be tough. Like we got to find a place, a realtor needs to allow us to go in. Then we got to post-produce. Like, what's the rush? Let's go once a month and it will become real easy. Yeah, so just start kind of just like... Just start. So we started once a month and we've done four-ish. Yeah, we're exactly. So we're, and we're going to just see how it goes. Yeah. Start, give yourself sort of the out at the beginning and then yes. as you start to perfect it and get your little hacks, then you can do it more. Even we, right down to being able to edit the video quicker. Right. And having the format for it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the only way you're going to figure that out is if you just do it. Yeah. With Laura, she wanted, when she was starting her blog, we were having a conversation and it was probably my fault. I was like, yeah, go once a week. You can do it. We did the podcast once a week. You can do the blog once a week. And as we started talking, it came out, ah, maybe once every three weeks is a better feel because it really is a short story. I don't even know how many words it is. Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they like vary. A thousand, yeah. a couple of thousand. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's tough to do once a week. It's and a especially, yeah. it's a, it is, right? But now people love it because there's still a lot, a lot of people who like to read long for form. Sure. But to take it back to the team, mm. we do provide some of like some he, of our he content. He doesn't ramble at all, eh? Not at all. See, this I have to focus him back <laughs> to, the, to the original question. I had here. this question 20 minutes ago. I yeah. have to get it out. <laughs> get the answer out. Um, is that we, we do provide some, because some of the content we record is general is general so we yeah. provide that to the team and they can post that themselves we also suggest not just posting real estate stuff a lot of a lot of what we we talked to the team about was post something that you're passionate about yep so once a week for example i love fashion i'm it's one of my hobbies and so i do fashion friday every single friday without a doubt i just make a post where i got the idea from talk about the details and why the outfit works and everyone Wherever I go, it's like, oh, I love your fashion. So what do you get more engagement from? The real estate stuff or your fashion stuff? Because they can tell it's the thing that I'm super passionate about, right? right? And you do it in your sleep, essentially. Exactly. I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) That's the thing. So it's not extra work. I'm doing it anyway. Now I just take a quick picture before I leave in the morning. start a cooking blog. I actually think if I, it's my partner. He's amazing at cooking. That's the one. Because food is a very interesting, interesting Topic. Everyone loves it. Majority of people, right? And and so if you can talk about or showcase you you cooking something once a week, y- your engagement will shoot shoot out of the roof. Well, we shoot talked about doing away uh, grandma's recipes. We yeah. talked about doing open houses and cooking at the open house. That's smart. I was going to brand it as the show the open house. The open house chef. I love that. The yeah. open house chef. Yeah, that's smart. 
Well, you gave it away now, yeah. but <laughs> you know okay. what? I don't give a shit. Nobody ever does it. I give you all our secrets. I put all of my ideas. We do. We we're an open book. You know why? Because ninety nine point five percent of the people that even listen to what we're saying and our ideas, aren't going to do shit with it anyway. And in all seriousness, though. Uh, in everything Cam, we do, open we're, chef. Trying, we're trying to raise the it. bar and educate people on how to be better. Because we want the industry to improve because that filters out all the bad people, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm And if you're the pioneer of it, everybody's just copying you anyway. Right. Look, we, we, I didn't, we didn't bring it with us. Um, but if there's any listeners from like a real uh, like agent's perspective that want a copy of a, a book that we wrote uh, and we just completed it, yeah. um, we actually teach people how to sell their own home. Yeah, like there's a whole and we give and we dedicated. give the book away for we free. Give, we give it away for free. <laughs> yeah, and all the like there's a thousand or eleven hundred realtors in our organization, and they look at us and say, "Oh, for what sure, is doing? Yeah, what, what Here's a challenge for you: yeah. mm. take that book, put it on video, and, and well, we haven't done the video. <laughs> we did yet. record it. We did an audio. We did an audio. We have an audio yeah. book. Yeah. It's on Audible. You can uh, uh, download it. And here's the neat thing. No one, from a seller's perspective, we know right across the nation, 2%, maybe it's like 1.7%, FISBO's online. Mm-hmm. And actually go through with selling their own home, it's as it's as high as 2%. So why even focus on that? Let's just look at the other 98% of people that will always use the service of a realtor, right? Yeah. Or they'll take that book and say, Oh, that's great. And still that's hire you. Exactly. We get that <laughs> a lot. People do. say, I read the book. Yeah. Anyways, I want to sell my home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not going to try this on my own. Well, that's like our quick tip videos. Oh, that's exactly that. Literally, yeah. literally yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Literally, we're telling everybody, here's what you got to do. Right. And we still get that call and we show up and, so you know, true. our realtors are always asking me because I do a lot of the uh, sales training and they, yeah. they'll say, so how do you overcome this objection, like for commission or right. for I'm looking at another real estate company or all this? And I say, quite honestly, we walk in and they've already hired us. So it's just a matter and of do you find agreeing the- on price. And even most of that time, they're just asking, what, what are, what are you listing you the home for? And do you find that yeah. you don't really get that commission objection? Never. It's yeah. so true. I can't. At least three, four years, I've heard anyone. Well, and and, and we don't negotiate. Well, anything, I'm just saying, so. like it doesn't even not, come up. I'm not talking now. price fixing well, we here. Have, we have well, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all be careful there. We'll have people like to your point before. Like I want to buy two people. Sometimes they'll call us. We'll send an email about a new launch that we're doing, yep. and people will call us and they'll say, "Jazz, Lord, just pick a unit for me. Yeah. Whatever you guys think. Yeah. That's how much. And you realize how much trust they've put in you. But that takes years to build up that kind of reputation. Sure. And you really only yeah. get that by providing that type of value and providing it for free. Well, well, one of our lease listings today, uh, your investor client never yeah. saw the property. I just told him to buy it. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But it's it, funny because that particular one, he he was talking about buying something forever, just, and that all that's all it was was talk. He was threatening to buy as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, call we call him threatening. So he called him out on. <laughs> I couldn't get him out to see anything. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, here you go. You have to buy this today. Yeah. And he did. That's awesome. Yeah. Sight unseen. No longer a threatener. Yeah. Before we get <laughs> any more into this, we're pretty deep into it now. But you know, we always like when we have guests on the show, we like to learn a little bit about you for us and also for the listeners and viewers. So uh, for each of you, kind of tell us your origin story, where you came from, how'd you get to what you do now? Ladies oh first. Oh my goodness. My origin. I, f- I feel like I'm old now <laughs> when I think of the origin, but going back. So my mine's you're, you're going to hear Jazz's story, so it's very different. I went to university for science. I was going to get into health sciences and uh, become a dietitian at a hospital. That was sort of the goal. Uh, year four was like, I don't 
have anything in common with anyone I'm in class with. Maybe I picked the wrong career, but I'll just finish it anyways, and then we'll see. Then after that, I got in, kind of into to fashion. I worked at Holt Renfrew at their uh, uh, their flagship store uh, in their corporate offices, actually, downtown Toronto. Uh, so I did sort of behind-the-scenes work there, and then I was like, oh, I'd rather be the person who can shop at Holt Renfrew than the buyer for <laughs> yeah. Holt Renfrew. So I decided to go back to school and do my MBA. While I was doing that, I was a special needs caregiver, so I was doing that full-time and then my MBA part-time because I needed to pay the bills still. My husband's a realtor, and he was kind of like maybe you should do this. So I was like, let me finish my MBA and then I'll start. So I didn't, I didn't get my foot in the door until late. Um, met with jazz. I was doing shopping around all the different brokerages that I thought I'd want to join met with jazz. And I was pretty much sold before I, before I left that day. How did he win you over? <sighs> the simplest thing. This is so we laugh good at looking this. guy. Come we'll on, start there. This. <laughs> we laugh at this. When I showed up to the office, a the office we work at is beautiful. So you know, a lot of brokerages they're yeah, they're not great. Um, so the the office was was wonderful. It's in a, it's in a nice area, um, Don Mills. There's shopping center around it. So I was like, oh, I and it's five minutes from my house. So there was a lot working for it. But really, Jazz put out a sign when I showed up. It said, "Welcome, Laura Stewart." On a That's piece it. of paper. On a piece of paper yeah. in the front. And I, I, I called my husband. I was like, they even put out a sign for me. Like the smallest <laughs> yeah. things. You'd, yeah. you'd be amazed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously in speaking with him, just the way the team was set up, it wasn't a celebrity team where you're working under someone else's name. I really had the the opportunity to grow my own brand. Um, obviously they had a, a certain cachet in the, in across the country, really still top with 10 investors. at the time. Yeah. yeah. We think we're top 10. And so I just felt like there was a lot of room for growth. Um, and it wasn't until, sort of two years in where I really felt I could provide a bit more value in terms of like use my background and my career experience up until that point, uh, my MBA to help the team. Um, I, I kind of came up to them and said, I think you need to do like, look at rebranding a little bit. And yeah, ours was old. Yeah. It just needed. Stale. Yeah. It was getting stale a little bit. So I, and they needed like a female touch. I think <laughs> there's three, three male partners. Yeah. And I was like, you guys need someone to help you. Like you're all salespeople. The three of them, they, they they were all just sales oriented and not necessarily process or system oriented. And they were getting to the point where the team was getting so big and they were doing enough sales where I said, you know, you need to start putting some things in place so that you can run this a little more effectively. So I just started doing things and I would come up with a problem, but also a solution, so to speak, yeah. on the backside. And then I showed up every day and made it so that they pretty much had to work with me if they want to or not. <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of people fail is recognizing what you're good at and what, where your so weaknesses true. are and delegating. Definitely. Yeah. So I give it to these guys because delegating is not easy. Yeah. But for me, I give it to myself in that I realize I'm not going to start my own team. I'm not one of those people where like, let me go out and get my own business. That's not necessarily my forte. So it was kind of just finding my, we always call it, you find your place on the bus, just get on the bus and we'll find a spot for you. And so I just showed up, I offered my services in any way I could. And I pretty much did with no expectation of being compensated. And then it kind of just worked out where the things that I was good at, they needed someone for that. I kind of found my place. That's a brilliant uh, way to be an entrepreneur because I've said it for years and years and years. We've known each other now for six Wow. Wow. Too long. Um, <laughs> and throughout that time, I've been in hiring mode, right? In my previous uh, career, that was one of my titles was 
as a general sales manager, I was responsible for hiring sales managers, business managers, salespeople. And I've always said, you hire the person and you can train somebody uh, to do things you need them to do. You can delegate the things to them that they like to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually how we hired Jen. We were talking about Jen on our team uh, earlier. Um, she used to be a recruiter for a big company in Oakville. Nothing real estate related at all. Had no idea what she was going to get involved in. And I said, I don't care. I love you. You're going to come in and we'll, we'll figure, figure it, it out. out. <laughs> Attitude <laughs> over skill. Every time, right? yeah. Attitude we'll over skill. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yep. Our videographers, our graphic design guys, our copywriters. I don't even think I've looked at any of their resumes before. Um, some of them didn't even really have the background in it. Like one of my videographers, Clam, like it's not what he really did. He liked it. He liked edit. He was really an editor. Editor, yeah. And then he once he started like actually holding a camera, he's like, I think I like this. I was like, do you? I was like, all right, do more of it. Let's see where, where, where can we get the best Clam? Like, how do we get that out of you? And it was just him shooting. He's like, actually, you know, when I edit, it actually makes it easier for me to shoot because I'm shooting from those angles that I know it's going to be easier to edit later on. Here's a question. Uh, So last podcast or two podcasts ago, we had our uh, broker owner and broker manager uh, from Century 21 Miller on the podcast. And Mm -hmm. I I threw out this question to them and I want to. Well, you, you didn't. You, did you there. watch that episode? No. <laughs> Doesn't don't don't watch our own stuff, okay? I, I have to get caught guilty. up still. Guilty. Yeah, 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 guilty. Uh, so I I'll throw this out there to the three of you now. Yeah. Where is real estate going in the next five to ten years? How do you see real estate evolving? How do you see yourselves or your teams uh, evolving? What's happening in the next five to ten years? Well, I think. What we've seen is, and actually we've been seeing this in in our industry since day one. There's always discount brokerages, um, and then there's very full service oriented teams or brokerages, call it what you want, or just realtors on their own. I think anyone in the middle is going to be hurt, and and what I mean by that is either you need to figure out for yourself, are you going to be like high discount and go kind of. Walmarty, which is there's nothing wrong with it. Walmart's very successful. Or are you going to go down the path of a whole Renfrew and or like a Ferrari? Anywhere in the middle, I think the the internet is going to chew you up because there's so much information available for free. Like you want to know how to sell your own Partially home? Partially our fault. Sorry, yeah. get that book. Fault. Why don't yeah. you? We're <laughs> at this table, right? Yeah. Which I think we're doing a great job at it because more people are realizing, or we're actually becoming the authorities in our marketplace. And so I actually think if if there's more people in the middle, they're just going to, as you were saying, if our industry elevates, they're just not going to be in the business any longer. Yep. And that could be a good thing because there's 55,000 realtors in yeah. the greater Toronto area. And I think of only maybe five to 7,000 are actually full-time realtors. And either hopefully the the Toronto Real Estate Board or, or the Ontario Real Estate Association increases the fees because I don't think that's going to affect a lot of us here at this table if there's a slight increase, um, which will kind of weed out the rest. That's actually a good point. I've never really thought about that aspect of it, of well, just... Pushing up the cost. Well, here, let's think about it. If the, if the fee to enter right now, so I don't know how it works in the Halton Board, but Milt, uh, Toronto Board, I think we pay $1,500 to the Toronto Real Estate Board. Korea and, and Aria and all, Rico and all these guys, it probably all adds up to two grand. Here's what I would do. I would be more than willing to write 
a five to ten thousand dollar check every year. Because the five to ten thousand is one transaction to us. Yep. Right? And if you're doing enough transactions, it won't affect you. The person who's doing four or five transactions a year, the part timer who also has a, a mortgage license, uh, an insurance license, a t- you know, that used to be taxi, but now Uber drives Uber, they're going to have a tough time writing that $10,000 check. Yep. The problem is, and this is not a political rant by any means, but from Ontario Real Estate Associations, that's their business model, is to churn out agents. Yeah. And so they don't also want to make a ten grand because they're going to have less people applying yeah. and the, 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 the board of directors are not going to make as much as they make. And there's still a shit ton of people out there that say, well, I'm going to give real estate a go. I'm going to try it. And see well, what happens. Who, who wakes up and wants to be a real... Like, they don't wake up and say their whole lives they want to be a realtor, right? It's that, let me give it <laughs> well, a I try do, at it. But they all <laughs> drive nice cars. <laughs> exactly. And, they all drive Benz and drive, yeah. like, wear, you know, expensive Gucci suits. And that's the business I want to get into. But I think it really... I mean, look, Aria's done something with this new Humber College partnership. I think it's good because now it takes a year to get in. <clears throat> so they're upping the game from that perspective. It's a money thing. Yeah. Make it ten grand. Yeah. And I can tell you everyone at this table and, and most people that we rub shoulders with wouldn't have an issue because you're doing 20, 30, 40, 50 transactions minimum and that shouldn't affect well, you. Well, here's the thing though. 55,000 realtors, most of them aren't making much money anyway. So whether they're in it or not, at the yeah. end of the day, yeah. it's the 80-20 rule. Right. 80% well, even, of the deals are done by 20% and, and of the people. E- and even more, Laura, let's... let's well, no, this year on the Toronto Real Estate Board, we'll end up with approximately, call it 80,000 80, transactions. So there's 160, you know, two ends. Two ends yeah. So you got 160,000 just for easy math. Let's call it 150,000 ends at 50,000 realtors. The average person, average realtor is doing three, like you need food stamps for that. Like you can't live off of three deals on gross of 15 grand, mm-hmm. 35 grand in commissions, pay your brokers, pay your fees. You can't live off of that. But these are the same guys that are going out and helping people make an investment of a hundred and hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars. They're also the same guys that are willing to work for less. Exactly. Yes. Well, yeah. That, yeah. And now look, I mean, there is a market like this. I don't want your viewers or listeners to think we're talking about getting rid of the agents. It's somehow figuring out how can we elevate the industry. Right. We're Bring not trying to, we're not trying to weed people out to Ex- give us more business. No, not at all. The problem is that there's people in, in the, in the business doing yeah. a disservice to their clients. Yes. Right. It's, it's the client who's, and, and then that's how you get a bad rap for the whole. I'd industry. love to go out on a Saturday and show 10 homes and all homes look fantastic and yeah. are priced properly. Yeah. Right. Like, that would be a great world we live in. Five to ten years, what's happening? I think the big thing for me that I'm a big advocate of is, is uh, all boils down to the same thing, but value, providing mm-hmm. value. So we're always so brainstorming and, and um, evaluating new apps and new products and services that we can provide and add into our repertoire of services that we provide our clients to make sure that we are doing the absolute best we can to make their experience fun, uh, make sure we sell their house quickly and make sure we sell for a lot of money. Um, so, and that's, that will, will be forever evolving uh, as technology changes quickly. And the knowledge behind all of that. Yeah, so I don't know how much you guys know about us, but like things like, and again, not things behind, but you know, we have speakers, Sonos speakers in every house and music playing during every uh, showing with a camera on the porch so homeowners can watch people come and go, but just always- That's for your listings? Yeah. So Amazing. just always mm-hmm. looking smart. for new things that we can implement to improve our uh, their experience. Good job. Yeah. It becomes very costly, but- You need to start thinking of the next thing in right. the next- Well, that's, that's, that's hard to stay ahead, but- 
You know what I want to do is I want five to 10 years for myself or for our team. Just in general in real estate. Um, I would say definitely to kind of build off of what you had mentioned. Um, we're implementing what's what we're calling our guide to world-class service. And I think at the end of the day, you have to just focus on making it easy for people to buy and sell. So if that means picking up their checks wherever they are, like it's amazing what people are not willing to do for their clients, dropping them off. Uh, We we have a concierge service Mm -hmm. on our team. Uh, If people need a plumber, that's a free service we provide people. They call us, we figure it out for them. Uh, so that they don't have to do those types of things on their own. So I think it, it really comes down to it being a service-based organization and uh, you got to just up your game every time. I think in the next five to 10 years, we are going to see a hell of a change in the way the real estate agent performs. I think um, to your point, there's there's a lot of lazy people right now. Right, yeah. we're getting food delivered to our home at the click of a button. Um, everything is about convenience, mm-hmm. and everything I think now is about um, just having the convenience at your fingertips, but also having that trust in that convenience. So, as an example, if I go on to Amazon and I order paper towel and it tells me it's going to be there by the end of today i know my paper towel is going to be there by the end of the day Mm -hmm. and it's going to be in a box and it's going to be dry hopefully nobody steals it off my porch but it's going to be there (laughs) um so i think those willing to expand on that whole delivery process of purchasing or investing or leasing Oftentimes we forget about people even renting. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that's part of that experience too, because eventually those people are buying a home and you want to, you know, help them. It's just just helping people. And I think too many um, brokerages, real estate agents are in it for the money and not the long term. Yeah. And those that are in it to help and be knowledgeable and upping their game with technology and free advice. And I think that's where it's all going. I think if you take everything that the four of us said, it's probably pretty damn accurate. You'll have a very successful business just by the four tips that we gave you. So there you go. For any new realtors (laughs) listening, listen hard. You got to run it like a business, right? Yeah. Not not like a quick way to get money. Yep. Tell us your story. Um, born and raised in Toronto. Hang on, do we have enough battery power for it? Born and raised in. Uh, Cameron knows what he's doing. That headset and toucan, he's good to go. Um, born and raised in Toronto. Uh, parents came here uh, to Canada about 1972. Father's a, uh, a taxi driver. Mother uh, worked in a factory, so was never shy and or um, a stranger to hard work just what it was um, and I knew I knew from a very young age probably 11 12 when I first got a uh, paper paper route that uh, I, there was something I liked about knocking on a door and speaking to someone um, and then obviously really fell in love with that process when I got money it was kind of cool like oh okay I don't have to ask mom and dad for it um, and ever since 12 I, I've always been in some type of sales and service industry um i think one of the best jobs i ever got was in retail 
at a, a store called uh, Sporting Life because it just got me out of my comfort zone. Even though I was somewhat comfortable knocking on people's door, but now people were coming to me and asking me questions. And actually the floor at the, in the footwear department had these bright lights. It almost made like the cameras and, and, and all the lights I'm seeing now. And, and I fell in love with it. I, I even, even more so. And then went into the banking industry, uh, telephone banking and internet banking. And then I sold cars for, for about three years at Acura. Holy crap. We I, have more I was in common waiting for it. Than, I knew he was going to say that for uh, some reason. Uh, My um, first retail job selling shoes, second selling cars. That's awesome. So, you know, it's funny, right? Because <laughs> I always look back now because I get the question a lot more. It was really in steps. Like I didn't just jump into, into real Where estate. Where did you sell cars? Uh, Brampton, Acura 2000. Um, and it's a family run business. These guys own like 15 dealerships now. I'm one of the biggest in the country. Um, but I got uh, taught by, 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 by what, there's three brothers who own it, but by one of the brothers, I think he's Paul the, the Paulie Carroll family, yeah. Paul specifically, um, who kind of took me under his wing. Um, my brother right now runs one of their Toyota dealerships uh, and um, that's it. That's, and, and I knew once I was in car sales, I was like, okay, I really like sales. This is it. It really wasn't the transaction. It was, you know, getting it like Laura walking into the showroom, but then her introducing me to her friend Keegan. I was like, wow, for her to introduce me to her friend, like that, I must have done a really good job. What happened about three years into car sales, I knew that there was a ceiling. Okay, you can only grow so much. You can only make so much. At the same time, sold a couple of cars to some realtors, obviously looked at the credit applications. English was maybe their third language. I wasn't sure. And I was like, well, I can speak. I can, maybe I'm going <laughs> to. Number one qualification yeah. if you need to be speak one the language a little bit better. Awesome guys. Still till this day, I speak to those, those clients. Um, and then I started in real estate. And at the same time, I got mentored by uh, uh, our third partner who passed away a couple of years ago and uh, just slowly started to build out a team. And now we're sitting at 32 realtors. We do a little over 700 transactions actions a year, but really the juice comes from watching a realtor or a team member support staff that joins us and seeing that, as Laura mentioned earlier, like we, we have the saying, just get on the bus, we'll find your seat. Watching these guys now switch their seats on the bus is the most interesting thing to me because Keegan came to me as a, as a part-time videographer and that's all he wanted to do, but talking to him on the way here, he wants more. And it's like, well, okay, Jazz, I've never uploaded uh, uh, an audio uh, uh, piece of content and I was like are you willing to find out like and figure it out he's like yeah so now he's going to start to take over all, like we're going to come up with an episode every day and so he's going to take over that that was not even in his wheelhouse when he first came Laura's wheelhouse was totally different right <laughs> yeah. our realtors coming from who just got their license and now three years later they're doing 15 transactions. We're just doing one would have changed their life mm -hmm. yeah. to get that confidence. And so we sit where we sit now at a, at a very happy place because we're not chasing the money anymore. Um, I'm happy to say that we have enough money to pay the bills. We don't live lavishly. And I say we, my business partner and I, we don't really get involved with you know, fancy watches and shoes and stuff. As you can see, this is kind of the outfit every single day, even on with client meetings. Um, and we just, not, now it's about growth. It's watching other people grow. That has been the most interesting thing that we, we've we noticed over the last two, two, three and a half years. I'm really glad you guys came on the show today because we have a ton of stuff in common. It's crazy. And uh, it's just nice to talk to people at the same level yeah. uh, and the same mindset and all that. So um, 
Well, we can't wait to have you guys on our podcast. So we're scheduling we'll, for we'll, season five. We'll, we'll save our uh, story for it's actually, when we, we've never told our stories. Because no one's asked. No one's asked. Because so you're always hosting. We'll definitely, <laughs> you know what we'll do? We'll actually just do the exact same setting. It yeah. just makes sense. Laura does all kind of the bookings for, for our episodes. We're at the end of season four mm-hmm. and we're scheduling off for season five. For season five, five so yeah. January, let's go. Sounds yep. good. Let's do it up. That's going to be fun because I want to hear your story. Yeah. It's it's crazy how eerily similar <laughs> so that's the blueprint yeah. that we yeah. know right. actually I, I don't right. go to school so, no I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. don't do what I did kidding. and I'm waste kidding. 10 years yeah. I'm kidding Keegan go to school <laughs> actually go to school for what you want to do yeah like we need doctors we need lawyers we need engineers we need those people like we and you need to go to school well actually that. my schooling ended up helping so I it think it's, it's just you have to be open to change don't, if you're don't, getting don't a major in something. English you might have trouble getting a job unless you want to be a realtor yeah. <laughs> yes and I mean the school system is again similar to like Aria right it, 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 it's a business they need people to go and go, like it's unfortunate the amount of debt I have I have cousins who are 24, 25, and, and hundreds of thousands of do- dollars of ridiculous. debt it's I, ridiculous I've talked about this my entire life I'm because sure. you know uh I really dropped out of high school when I was 16 so since then I've had a job and I look, you know, I was starting making a six-figure income by the age of 21, and my friends had two, three, four hundred thousand dollars in debt. Some of them are still paying it, uh, you know. But by the age of 25, when they were done school, looking for a job, I had already, already had made five, six, seven years' experience, yeah. four or five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they're trying to spend or pay back that four or five hundred thousand how much do you have to make to pay well, that back to getting so a what's that opportunity cost it just yeah. cost you a million and a half dollars to figure out i can't even get a job in my related field um, and see unless you're in the the business of making money you wouldn't even know what an opportunity cost like you need there's most people that that went right over their head yeah they're like what are you talking about you said four hundred four to five hundred thousand how did you get to a million and a half well, that's how much you actually would have made, right? Yeah. You, so it's so interesting that so so few people get actually their feet on the ground to actually go and work and figure out exactly. But what even, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, it's too late for me now. Yeah. I'm already 30, whatever, and I wasted all this time, and I'm going to just stick to this job because that's what I picked. I changed my career multiple times, as we talked about, and I didn't start in real estate until I was 30. Well, Steve, so it's never too late. Started. 51? Yeah. And he's killing it. He's killing it. Never too old. Never too old. I think one of the biggest enders. I love KFC. Oh, yeah. That's a great I mean, he was 65 when KFC really blew out. Or Sam, um, sorry, even Warren Buffett. I mean, he's been an investor his whole life, but he really started to make money in his, like, late 40s. Well, one of the biggest problems, too, I think, is when people are coming out of school, they feel that sense of obligation to continue with post-secondary. So true. But they have no idea at that age what the hell to do. It's tough. It's unfortunate. Like, when do you decide in universe? Like, now you're probably seventeen. Oh my god! So you're picking your right because you're picking. Well, you're picking your school. Is that the age seventeen? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Because there's no grade thirteen or OAC or anything like that anymore. And you you apply a year ahead of time for programs. Yeah. So at sixteen, you're choosing what you're going to do for the next four years. That's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars. Oh man, Jess, what's your favorite food? Burgers. (gasps) Any kind? Specifically. 
or from anywhere specifically. I I, I want to go to where Steve was uh, a couple First of weeks ago. There, uh, hey Steve, what's that burger joint called? Gladiator Burger is that in Mississauga, Mississauga, off of Air Mills Parkway. I've heard about that place. So his client uh, purchased one of our listings in Mississauga and invited him. He's the owner of the place. And you should have seen this burger. Oh, man, I drove I by. try it out for sure. We all love burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I went, oh, he said burger, now I want. Like <laughs> gladiator <laughs> burger. Um, um, I'm pretty easy. You know what? I like, um, I, I don't think there's anything better for me than putting it on a grill and making it at home kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Not homemade, homemade, homemade like we're yeah. going to put all the ground beef together. But I, if it's just a spot, at Five Guys is my spot. And I like what it do you get on the side? Fries. <laughs> or obviously. Favorite food? This isn't fair because what he should have really said, because I always ask him, like, on your, like, your last supper. Well, like that's death a different row, story. If you're on death row, what do you eat? And he doesn't oh. say burgers, but yeah. I would say burgers. So yeah. I'm a little offended now that he would take my You're taking an easy route out by choosing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now she's like favorite. rubbing him. Your second like, favorite. Pizza. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so it's Pro- not that difficult. What's, what's on that pizza and where is it from? Okay, we have a little place near us. It's called Fabrica. It's owned by Mark McEwen, and it's like a wood-burning oven. Any of their pizzas are good. Thin crust. It's in there for like 30 seconds. That's how fast it takes to cook. I'm not I'm not that difficult. It would really McEwen be anything. Fan. But that's there's there's got to be meat. I am a, I am a meat on my pizza oh, kind of guy. By the way, that's what Salami. you're for lunch. You're going to love it. If you like Mark McEwen, yeah. you'll love his restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And it's a grocery store right across the street. Like right across the What's lane. your favorite food right now? I'm I you're still now pizza? I'm gonna now it's <laughs> right? Now burgers and out of it. What, what do you think? I like I like pizza. Yeah. But I'm I'm uh, either like traditional Italian thin crust, nice suit down like you're talking, mm-hmm. or the other end of the spectrum, a big deep dish. Nothing in between. Okay. Is there a place down the street here from you guys now? Like where do you guys usually go? Pizza uh, or burgers? There's nothing it's funny that I, you should say that. Yeah, so we started this, uh, <laughs> we haven't posted anything yet, but we started a, a, re, a review uh, awesome. series of videos. So similar to the Barstool Sports mm-hmm. guy. Oh, that yeah, goes and, Presidente. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're going, uh, reviewing a bunch of stuff, but Ariel and I specifically are going to be reviewing pizza joints. Good job. Um, anyways, we did a few and then had vacations and I was off sick for a bit so we haven't uh, picked up again since then but we will be soon but there's no place that I really no go to in Milton no mm. nothing really Milton's lacking What's your favorite area? yeah it's uh, a good question uh, my go to is actually one of my grandmother's recipes which I've perfected uh, which is a pork schnitzel mm. uh, with potatoes that get roasted in the uh, the leftover crumbs from the schnitzel, schnitzel that, yeah. that fry in the pan. And I make a uh, red uh, fried red cabbage on the side and a uh, cucumber salad with it. Uh, it's excellent. But you can cook that for me anytime. Yeah. I don't cook, so. <laughs> I, that, that's my... That's I used I grew up every Sunday going to grandma's house and that's what she made and I'm trying to instill that with my family and my kids um, and I love to cook so that's you know I, I think cooking is the type of thing that brings out emotion and and when you smell things and taste for me things, it's wine yeah oh well <laughs> nothing goes down better uh, than wine with that schnitzel dinner though let me tell you for me it was always roast beef Yorkshire pudding. 
Oh, that, traditional. That was my traditional Sunday dinner. But my go-to if I go out to eat is a good Greek meal. Wow. Love a souvlaki <laughs> dinner. My business partner. Yeah. And uh, get the saganaki. Just oh, sit oh, there. Oh, yeah. That and, stuff uh, is next level. Right? Little, Who doesn't yeah. like a good little cheese like dish? I'm getting hungry now, right? <laughs> I'm starving. It's lunchtime, right? <laughs> I think we're going to go Greek burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, we've been... Uh, we could probably sit here and just Easily. talk all day, right? Well, but, we're going to uh, have a part two coming up very soon, yeah. at our, and we're going to host you guys. So we're oh, really I look forward to it. Thank you for that. coming on. Uh, for sure. I yeah. really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for good. having us. Episode Thank 52. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Thanks for coming. Thanks. It does make it really easy. Yeah, yeah. Congrats yeah. on everything, guys. 16 to 50.